Okay, here we go. So uh, we always need for testimony two witnesses, and there's two signatures here. How do we verify the signatures? Meaning that we have somebody hands us a piece of paper. How do we turn that piece of paper into a star, a live collectible document? What, how, how do we prove that this is not just something that somebody wrote? How, how, so what do we do? So we need testimony. We have to verify the signatures. If we can verify the signatures, then that means it's a real document. So, uh, so a witness comes forward and he says, yep, I signed it. And that's my buddy's signature. And this one says, yeah, that's my signature. Now the reason, uh, normally we need testimony. Testimony is two people. So in the ideal world, each, each signature has two people testifying that it's valid. I'm testifying that it's my signature, that's one witness. And he's testifying that, he's, that he saw me sign it with him, that's the second one. And I testify on his. So we have testimony, which is two witnesses on each. Th this is, is a little bit easier. Now, um, where it gets complicated is the next one. Ze'omer... What if each one just says, I have no idea about the other signature. I can't tell you who, I don't know, I didn't see, I don't, this is my signature. So in this case, you have, uh, you don't have two witnesses on each one. So this is the question. It, uh, is that sufficient that each one verifies his signature? Or uh, do we need to know about the other one? So the first view is, In this case, you need more testimony. You've got to have two on each signature. The Chachamim, they say, No, you don't need anybody else. person says, This is me. I'm the one. Then it's good. So the Gemara wants to know, What is the argument here? What are the two opinions so again, if I recognize my signature and I recognize his signature, and he recognizes his signature and my signature, then everything is no problem. Because then we got two on each, and two is typically testimony. The debate is where you only have, each one only testifies about their own. Is that good? So what's the, and we had two opinions. So Kishetim Saloma, Sartre Gemara, Divre Rebbe. So according to Rebbe, that you need an, uh, uh, another witness, because when they're testifying, they're not testifying, I know what happened. They're testifying that I signed it. And so you need two witnesses on each signature. According to the Chachamim, they're not testifying that this is my signature. They're testifying that what happened in the document, such and such loan, such and such a hundred uh, money, or he sold them a deed, so they're testifying, yes, this took place. So as long as each one testifies, so you have a repeat of the two. So that's the question. If they're testifying that this is my signature, I need two witnesses. Even though I say it is, I'm only one witness. But if they are like re-testifying on what actually happened in the document, so that if, as long as you have two testifying that they, uh, they signed it, so it's as if they're testifying, al manishtar across from the Mishnah yeah. now with the Gomorrah, it, it almost as if it's undermining a signature, the validity of a signature. 
we, we now need Adim to verify the signature. Well, why did we need the signatures in the first place? Like, what's the oh, no, of the signature? So we don't know that it's their signature. Somebody brings, somebody pulls out a document, and it hasn't been verified. So you're, if, if, we, if we were there and they signed it, then it would be good. But we, we, have, to, we have to confirm that it's good. So are we confirming the validity of the signature, or are we actually reconfirming uh, what the signature attests to? No, I understand, but it, it, yeah. it's coming across like, I don't really mean that, but we have the signature there. So but what do you mean? We don't know who these people are. We don't know who signed it. We don't know if it's forged. We don't know. It's just... Almost as if, why bother having the signature? So if... We have the, the ADIM. We don't have anything. No, no, we don't, we don't have anything. We just have somebody says, this guy owes me money, and he pulls out a piece of paper. It says that he owes me money, and it mentions two people. We don't know if those people are real people. We don't know if they exist. Um, we have this also sometimes. Somebody, people are strange. They, they say to us, it's got to be kosher. It says a rabbi's name there. It, it looks very kosher, right? But it doesn't mean anything. So what it says a rabbi's name? You know, so, you know, so what is, how do you know that there's a rabbi that exists and that he's Jewish and that he's Orthodox uh, and he's knowledgeable? Like, it, it, well, it says Rabbi Katz, Rabbi, you know, whatever the rabbi's name is. Uh, so we have, basically, we, we don't have any context for those signatures right now. Uh, if it had a based and confirmed it, that would be a different story. Or if, or if the witnesses signed it in front of us, then we would. But somebody hands us a piece of paper, and we have no idea. And, and it's the person who's trying to collect the money who hands us this piece of paper. He comes to Basin. He owes me money. The other guy says, who are you? I don't know you anything. And the guy pulls out a piece of paper and says, it says here, you owe me the money. And the other guy says, I don't care what it says. I don't know. I owe you nothing. So the question is, Basin says, well, there's two signatures here. Let's see uh, if we can verify them or not. So are, do we need to confirm that both signatures are true? Or if we just, each one comes and testifies, that's a new, that they're testifying that it's a valid, uh, yes, you do owe money. So that, those are the two opinions. Okay. Can I ask a question? Uh, when, when two witnesses signed, do they both have to be there at the same time? Normally, yeah. Correct. Yeah, no. They should recognize each other. Um, I guess it depends on how much they paid attention to the, they know that there was another witness that signed, but then when we show him the paper and we say, is this his signature? Yeah, I didn't really know the other guy. You know, I, it's a good point. It's a good point. Like, how much are you obligated to check um, the other guy? Like, you know, I, I, I'm signing it. I, I don't know. Who, who else did you get? Where'd you get it from? You know, like, do I have to recognize his? Uh, that's a, I, I, so I, I, I'm not sure. We'll have to see. That's a, how much do you have to know? Um, right. The other, the other witness, do you have to... What if the other witnesses in code? What do you know about? You didn't really check his qualifications. He just, you, they said, here, you sign here. They wa you watch the guy give the other guy the money, and you signed here, and then you see the other guy. So in, in the best scenario, you remember who he was, you knew him, and you recognize his signature. But what if you don't? It's been many years. You, you, rem you could see your signature, the other guy. I can't. Uh, um, so if you're testifying on what took place, so you don't really need to know the other guy's signature. You're testifying that he borrowed the money, and he's testifying that he borrowed the money, so we're good. But if we need to actually confirm that both signatures were, uh, were done, uh, so you would need two witnesses on each one. That's the debate here. Okay. So in other words, Pshita, 
it's kind of obvious that that's the debate over here. We don't really... Gemara always... Um, things that we can figure out, Gemara never likes to spoon-feed us. So why over here are we telling you the reason? So Gemara said, Maybe Rebbe wasn't sure, not 100% that uh, they're testifying about the signatures. Maybe he wasn't sure. Are they testifying on, on their signature? Oh, Or are they testifying on... The, what the document said. Fanafkamino, what's the difference if they weren't sure or if they were sure uh, that they needed the The question is if one of the original witnesses died. So, Liboy Shnaim and Ashukla Edo Love, would you need now two witnesses from the street uh, to testify him? Why? Because it, basically each person testifies about their signature. So, I'm testifying about mine. Uh, that it took place. Now, the other guy died. And so if one guy does half the testimony on the other signature, it comes out one witness is like three quarters because he's d- doing his half plus he's testifying about the other half together with one witness. Uh, and the, uh, the rule is each one has to be equal. You can't have one witness do three quarters and the other one do half. Uh, and I would have thought that we have to be machmir, kamash malan. No, that uh, whether it's a kula or whether it's a chumra, they're testifying about their signatures. If two people signed on a document, and one of the original signers died, uh, you need two people some, from the street. Over here, Rebbe would allow the other witness to be one of the two. Vizu Rebbe Lakula, the Rabbanan Lachumra. The Rabbanan would say no, because you can't have one witness be three quarters. You got each witness has to be half. Uh, whereas in this case, if uh, he, he, he's taking a, a, a stronger role, that wouldn't work. You need to have two equal witnesses, and when one died, you're going to need two to replace the one. The uh, Elachatrei Elachad. Uh, so what do you do, though, if, there, if you can't find t- two witnesses on that other signature, on the guy that passed away? So how do you solve that? So What he should do is the following. So we seem to be saying an interesting rule that you can't have one guy testify about both signatures. He can testify about his own, but he can't really testify about the other. You're going to need to get two witnesses on the other, according to this view. <clears throat> So, but what do you do if you can't get two witnesses on the other signature? So, the more it tells us the trick. And the trick is the following. He should, licked of Kasimus Yara, he should sign uh, his name, Akhaspa, on a, on a, shre- on a piece of uh, earthenware, and throw it into court. And uh, the court will then uh, be able to verify his signature without him talking. And so he won't have to testify that his signature is valid because they'll be able to do the comparison shop, you know, show his signature with the other signature. And without him saying anything, they'll verify his signature. Now that he didn't yet testify, and now he can testify on the other signature that it's good. Um, so basically, we, we only accept testimony for half. So in effect... He's not testifying, he's just providing a sample of his signature, and then he could testify on the other ones like this view. And this, uh, Vedavka Achaspa, 
Um, this only works, why, why do we have him carving his name on a piece of, of earthenware? Alba, on the guilt of, on a, piece of, on a piece of parchment, you should never do. It's like signing a blank check. If you sign your name on something, on a document, and a, just a plain signature, and there's space at the top, someone else will say, I owe so-and-so $1,000 on top of the signature. Dilma, and he says, maybe somebody will find it, the low Mali, who's, uh, who's somebody who's not, uh, um, who's not uh, doesn't behave well, who's missing a yoke. Because of Allah, my the boy, and he'll write anything above your signature. Now, our question is, if somebody signs something, uh, can you collect something because you wrote an IOU? You said, I owe somebody money. That's only one signature. If you can pull out an IOU that someone says he owes money, go look in the chasim in So uh, you can't um, uh, you can't repo things that this guy sold because how are they supposed to know this guy uh, borrowed money? But if he has any money free and clear, it could be collected. So uh, it's just an interesting question: uh, how you would make valid uh, this uh, this uh, signature? You remember there was a famous story, um, the, um, they asked Rav Chaim Kanievsky, I think he was in, the, in a bank or something buying property, and they said, you know, give us a sample of your signature. And so he wrote it on the, on the, on the, um, the top of the line. Um, and they asked him, why did he do it that way? And he said that because of this Gemara, because, you know, you never, you're never supposed to give somebody a signature with space on, there was more to the story. It was a very funny story. That I remember why they wanted his signature or what the. Uh, uh, but they asked him. He. Um, but basically, that's what the Gemara says. You should never like give somebody a blank check. You know, with your signature at the bottom, they could write on it whatever they want. Uh, uh, but either way, uh, comes out. We have an interesting debate about how to verify a person's signature. How do we hold? Do you need those two witnesses, or is the person alone enough? So now the Gemara is going to get into how we hold. We hold like the Chachamim uh, that you don't need another, another person to verify it. If you verify your signature, even though you're only one person, that's enough. You don't need two witnesses. Um, so the Morris says, Pshita. Uh, uh, our, our Mishnah said two opinions. One was of the rabbis, plural, who said that it's enough to have you. And one was a Rebbe who was the, sing- was the single person. So we have a rule when uh, one rabbi argues with, uh, with the majority of rabbis, we always hold like the majority. So why do we even b- need to bother saying that we hold like the rabbis over here? The Gemara said, Pshita, Yachid, Rabbi, Melacha, Rabbi. We always agree with the majority. So Gemara said, Maru, Tema, Well, guess what? Rebbe is the one they argued with. Rebbe is the one who wrote the Mishnah. Rebbe was like the greatest of all rabbis. And whenever Rebbe argues with one rabbi, you can, uh, Rebbe's going to be the one who's correct. So since we always agree with Rebbe when he argued with one rabbi, I would have thought even when he argued with ten rabbis, I feel even with two rabbis, Kamash Malan, that no, we, we still go with the majority. The majority overrides the fact that if he were to argue with one rabbi, he, his opinion would be accepted over that rabbi. But when he argues with the majority, so uh, basically we do hold that if one person verifies their signature, that's enough, even though we don't have two witnesses on the signature. It's a, one person alone on each signature will do the trick. Okay. And the way to remember that is Noach, Noach, Noach. Okay. Amr le'er chanina b'chiyah le'er v'yudah v'amr le'er v'huna b'yudah le'er v'yudah v'amr le'er v'chiyah b'yudah le'er v'yudah. So there was a question about who said what. 
So then he says, Did Shmuel say, we agree with Chachami that one signature, one witness is enough? What about that story? There was a document It came out of Shmuel's, the master Shmuel's Bezdin. And it wrote the following. Along came Rev Anan Barkiya. He testified about his signature. And on one of his buddies. And who was his buddy? Money Rev and in front of us came Rav Chana Barava, Asad Aksimis Yad, Vadachad Amma, and on the other one, Umanu Ravan and Barkia. So they came in front of us, Ashri Nuhu, and we, based on their testimony, confirmed the validity. That's called the Kimu, and we, we, we made, uh, gave that document validity. So what, again, what happens is somebody comes to court and hands them a piece of paper, and it has signatures on it. And the court verified the signatures. They did, um, they did, they did a headpack. We'll see that word later. They did, um, uh, they made the document, they confirmed that the document was valid. So, but what do you see? You see from the wording of the way they did it, that each witness had to testify about the other one, which is not like the Chachamim. The Chachamim said, all you got to do is say, that's my signature, and then you're good. You don't have to say, that's mine and that's the other's. That was Rebbe's opinion. So why in the world would the... And, and Shmuel said, we passing like the Chachamim. So why would Shmuel's own Beisdin require the witnesses to say, that's mine and that's his signature? So that's the question. What's going on over here with the document in Shmuel's Beisdin? And by the way, in, in the, um, they have these old documents. Uh, they have many of them in the, in the Genizas, you find them. You know, these old people held on to them because they were deeds and titles and suvas. And the, but you can actually go and see um, when they, uh, in Egypt, it, it's, uh, the weather is very dry. And uh, they kept, they kept uh, a lot of the old documents uh, were kept uh, together with the Shemus uh, in the, in the Geniza. And they they've they've have documents a thousand years old, but the, the many of them were ksuvas, and they were these kind of documents. You can see it's actually like exactly as our Gemara says. But the bottom line is we have a contradiction. Shmuel said uh, Shmuel taught that you don't need to testify about the other signature, and we have here a confirmed document from Shmuel's Beisdin, and he required each witness to testify about the other signature. What's going on here? So that was a document uh, that was needed for orphans. So the rule is like this. We go all out to help orphans. Orphans, they, they're kids. People take advantage of kids. They don't have an adult uh, to, uh, to fight their fight. And so uh, we want to make sure they can collect their money. So uh, and what happens if they go to a Beisden that thought we paskin like Rebbe? They're going to tell the orphans, we're sorry, we won't let you collect. And what are they going to do? They won't know that the, base, the Basin's making a mistake, right? So Shmuel is worried, the Basin time, that there might be a court that will make a mistake and think that you need to have testimony about both signatures. And therefore, he, he, he wrote it this way, so no matter what, even if your Basin makes a mistake, uh, this will be valid. Uh, so basically, uh, he wrote, they wrote extra words on here to make sure they wouldn't have any problems, even though it's overkill. I mean, it, all you got to do is look at uh, any, any, anything, that, all the small words under anything that you sign, and you see the concept of overkill.
you know, that just in case, you know, the lawyers make you right, and this and this and this and this and this and this, and this, and this you know, every scenario, it's the nature uh, of people that design documents that they want to prepare for all scenarios. But he was saying that since it was for orphans, he made them write extra testimony, even though it wasn't needed, in case they'll run into some court that requires it. That's the basic concept. Okay, fine. Uh, that there'll be somebody would um, uh, uh, and Shmuel held maybe there'll be somebody who holds that we hold like Rabbi Mechaveiro when he argues with one rabbi below um, uh, and uh, but not when he argues with many rabbis but in this case um, he held that maybe we agree with Rabbi even when he argues with many rabbis we will do it this way. Uh, extra words will be extra wordy just to make sure that the orphans aren't going to have any trouble. Because maybe there'll be somebody who'll make a mistake in the halacha and think we agree with Rebbe even when he argues with many rabbis. Um, the, the, the question really is the level of the rabbis. Like today, sometimes uh, people will, uh, will quote many rabbis who say this, but it's not so much the number of the rabbis, it's the importance of the rabbis. It's like certain rabbis, their, their opinion weighs much more than others. Uh, and so you always have to know if it's the quality of the... Th- this is a big problem because somebody will say, well, your rabbi says that way and my rabbi says this way. But they don't realize one rabbi is learned and scholarly and, and is, his opinion is accepted. And the other rabbi is a social worker. He, he, most of his, there are certain rabbinical colleges where they, most of what rabbis do is they help people with their difficult challenges in life. And uh, they get, some of them get more training in social work and less training in rabbinics, in the halacha. And maybe that's what's needed, but they need to be modest enough to say, well, I'm not really an expert in halacha. Ask the other rabbi across the street. And that's not what happens because they, they compete against each other. And so um, it, it creates a problem because people think all rabbis are the same. No, there are certain rabbis that are scholars and experts, and then there are also certain rabbis that you need to go to for social work that help, can help people, in, uh, but p- people aren't nuanced. Some people think all oh, rabbis know kashras. Well, you're a rabbi, aren't you? So, well, you know, so it, it means their kashras is good. No, it's a specialty. Uh, again, to each thing, uh, you have to verify that they, they know it and that they're qualified to, uh, to testify about it. Okay. New thing. What about if you have uh, one witness on one signature and one of the judges recognize another signature? Now, this opens up a whole new subject, um, and that is the, uh, the concept of being a dayan, being a judge. The, 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 the court is there, and people brought this document to collect, and uh, where they were able to find one witness says, yeah, this is my signature. Now, what do you do when one of the judges, the judges have seen many different documents, one of the judges says, yeah, I recognize that. I had another case where I saw that signature. But the problem is the judge is, is reversing his role. Can a judge be a witness? And how does it work? And so that's something the Gemara is now opening up. Let's see the Gemara. Um, so he said, Shmuel taught Eid Vidayin Mitzdarf. And a judge is also a witness. He can, he can add together. Omar, Rami Barachama. It, it's interesting. <laughs> Um, Rami Bar said, oh, I like that shot. That's a great teaching. Since, since when does, you know, another teaching need a you know, like, That's a nice teaching. That's great. So sure enough, Rava said, 
the Chavetz Chaim always says that that um, he brings the halacha that it's even lush and horror to to praise somebody too much, because sure enough, if you're going to praise somebody in front of other people, there's going to be someone who's going to say it's not he's not so great, not so great. <laughs> because lush and right? Because people, there's something in us that we can't stand it that someone else is going to get a oh that's a great shot. He's, ah, what's so great about it? <laughs> Just, Try it when it's that lush and horror. Try it about a baseball team or something, you know, or an actor or something. This guy's amazing. It'll be somebody who said, nah, he's not so good. Because you know? it's human nature. So, so Chavetz Chaim says that you have to be careful. To, oh, if you praise somebody too much in front of other people, you're, you might, that's a sin. That you're asking for somebody to say something down. So, he, uh, so someone over here praised it, and someone else says, nah, uh, my Mayusa, what's the big deal over here? In fact, what the witness is testifying, the judge isn't testifying. He says that no, a judge is coming from a different chair than the witness. And therefore, it, he doesn't agree with it. And when Rami Bar Yecheskel came, he said, Yeah. So the judge is testifying to the Right, right. They're, um, I like the way you said that. Yeah, yeah, I believe so. Yeah, that's it, 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 it's. But not, it's more than that as well. Each one has a different role. So, there's a certain role that when you're sitting behind the bench, and there's another role when you're signing a doc. You know, it's like a. Um, a judge is not a witness. It's, it's, um, a judge has to be able to sit back and be impartial and look at the facts. He, his role is not to tell the other guys, well, I know this to be true or not to be true. Or the, it's, it's a different... Um, I, I'm, I'm agreeing with you, Ray, I'm saying, but it even goes deeper than that. It, it has to do with... Uh, intrinsically, a judge is not a witness. What we're going to see is a judge can switch seats and become a witness if he knows that he's changing, you know, the, and you still have another people still sitting. There, we quoted uh, Rami Bar Chama, and uh, this was Rami Bar Yecheskel. Um, right? So, Omar Rami Bar Chama. So, Ki Asa Rami Bar Yecheskel, he said, Lo Tetzinu Lahani Kali the Kali Yehuda. No, I got the wrong rap. There was, um, these were two different, Yehuda was the brother of Rami Bar Yecheskel. And uh, he, he always said his brother, again, you know, brothers, uh, the, he said his brother always got it wrong. He said, don't pay attention to what my brother says. Don't pay attention to the rules that, uh, that Rabbi Yehuda, my brother, said in the name of Shmuel. Because he, he was just telling us his brother, you know, was, uh, his notes weren't accurate. Uh, he didn't always get it, uh, didn't get it straight. So again, we have this debate here about whether the judge uh, can testify about the signature or not. Let's see a Rashi. Eidvedayim. Last uh, three lines up. This was the word. It sounded like a henpecked husband is the English word. But the, the Hebrew word henpeck is, the, is the, when, it, when the judges confirm a document. That's what the henpeck is. So they, they looked at a henpeck. And the judges signed. And when the lender took out this document to collect, the borrower said, this is a forgery. 
So one of the witnesses came forward, and he said, yep, I signed it. And one of the judges, he says, yep, I confirmed it. So as Richard said, the witnesses, they're testifying on what happened. They're testifying that overall, uh, we confirmed the document, but it's a different kind of testimony. Okay, back to the Gemara. As we turn the page, Rivinoi, the brother of Rechia Bar Avin, came lemizvin shumshim. I don't know why this is important to the story, but I'm sure if the Gemara uh, wasted the ink, it is. But uh, he was uh, there selling um, sesame seeds. I'm wondering if there's a deeper meaning, uh, like uh, something to sesame seeds. Every now and then it talks about it, but I don't know. Uh, but that's what he was selling. Uh, Omar Haki, he said the following. Sometimes that's the way to remember it, is by adding a detail. Certain authors of books, it drives me nuts, they, 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 uh, there's a certain kind of way of writing books where that the more details you add, it's considered a beautiful way to add the details. You know, it was a fine summer day and the wind was blowing. And it, you know, just get to the story. You know, like the, um, but, uh, but it could be it's a way to remember it or it's a way to uh, make people... Um, but at any rate, we have that detail. He was selling the sesame seeds. Okay, Omar Haki, Omar Shmuel, Eid Vidayim, Mitzdarfet. He said, you can add a witness and a judge together. Omar Meimer, Kama Mali Hashemaya. Meimer said, oh, that's great. Omar Levashel Meimer, Shum Nekalsa Avuta Imet, just because you're uh, the, the, the father of your mother because your grandfather said that was a good shot. Nami Malka slave. Kabar Pircha Rava. Rava already showed that it's not such, so simple, that that's a good teaching. Uh, okay. So we have this dilemma whether that teaching was widely accepted or not. It's just interesting that you have this commentary on that, uh, the way the Gemara comments on it. Okay. Omar of Safra, Omar of Abba, Omar of Yitzchak Bershmul, Bar Marsa, Omar of Huna, Omar Ilay, Omar of Huna, Omar of Three people sit down to make valid a document that's in front of you. You have a Beisdim. Two out of three recognize the signatures. One of the three judges says, I don't know. I don't recognize that signature. So, until if the three judges hadn't done any signatures yet, then two of them could be witnesses to the third, Vachosim, uh, and then all three can sign. In other words, before they uh, take the role of being a judge, they can testify to their fellow judge, uh, yes, we, we know that signature is valid, and then all three can sign. But if they already signed the document, signing the document means that uh, they're sitting as a based in. And once you're abased in, you can't turn yourself back into a witness. So Morris says, wait a second. You mean they wrote the text of the document before they knew it was true? Meaning that uh, we said, well, if they already wrote the document, then they can't testify. But the document says, we, get, we have confirmed that it's a good document. If you have a document confirming a deed, that was written before the witnesses testified, on their signatures, Psula. It's no good. You can't do a post-dated document. You can't do a document. Uh, let's say the scribe is here now, 
and the witnesses aren't. And the scribe's got to go. So the scribe is doing, the scribe is the one who has the nice handwriting. You know, judges, you never know if the judge is, it's the court reporter. So the court reporter writes the document that we testify that the witnesses came and said it was good signatures. And, they, and, the judge, and he signed it, judges all signed it. And then the witnesses showed up and the court reporter had to go. So can you, you can't write it early. Even though uh, the judges uh, uh, signed it later, because, or, or it, it, looks like, it looks like phony, a Mexican shikra. So here also, Mexico Shikra. So it can't be in general that they wrote the document before the witnesses testified. Allah, the Gemara says, you're right. You're right. If before the document was written, uh, then you could testify in front of the third judge and you could sign. But if the judges already uh, were writing, then you can't testify in front of him and have them sign it. Okay, fine. That's the rule. Now, what do you see from this? So now the Gemara wants to bring out what we learned from Shema Minat Shlas. We see three teachings from here. Number one, Eid Nasadayim. We see that a witness to a signature can be a judge. If judges recognize signatures, you don't have to call witnesses to them. We see from here that a judge can say, oh, yeah, I recognize that signature. Well, we didn't know that yet. We, we might have thought that you need witnesses to testify in front of the judges. No, if the judges themselves recognize the signature, they're good to go. And you see from here, if a judge doesn't know the signature, every single judge must hear testimony that the witnesses are good. So the Gemara is just saying those are three observations from that uh, story. Ravashi says, not so quick. Okay, I agree with you. That a witness can be a judge. Yeah, I got that part. The idea that the judges don't need testimony. How do you know that? Maybe judges need to hear testimony that the witnesses are good. Over here, basically, the court needs. A witness, it has to be official witnesses testify that it's good signatures. Over here, there was at least witnesses to testify in front of one judge. So that's why the other judges didn't need uh, to uh, hear testimony because there was one agada, hagada b'chad. There was one testimony in the courtroom. Maybe it's part of the way it, they confirm a document. It, the judges can't all say, well, we don't need any witnesses. We all recognize it. Uh, maybe that won't work. Maybe even if they all recognize it, you're always going to need to have some testimony. That's, that's the question. Uh, and I, you might say over here, two of the judges didn't need testimony. Maybe that's because there was some testimony, at least for the third judge. So is there a requirement that there be some testimony before they do this confirming the document? So we're saying from here, you don't see 100%. Now, the third teaching was, that if judges don't recognize it, you, you do need to make sure each judge, each one needs testimony. So that also he argues with from this story. Maybe usually you don't need a judge to hear any testimony. He can rely on the other two. But maybe you needed to hear testimony. What is the ceremony for confirming a document? It's not, is it just that they look at it and say, yeah, that's good, and stamp or no, they need to have somebody come and testify in front. Once, if you're going to argue, you need to have some testimony. So we don't really know. Maybe normally 
uh, two judges can rely on the third, but you still, maybe it's just a requirement of testimony. So he basically said the last two observations are not a slam dunk from here that it's required. Okay. Yosir Vavikom Elisha He said over this teaching to Eid Nasedain. He repeated that halacha. said, not so fast. Let me ask you a question from the following case. So again, now we're just debating. We, we said three observations, and we, we said two of them were not so clear that it was slam dunk that you could prove it from that story. And now we're going back to the first observation, that a judge can be a witness, uh, can turn into a judge. Rif Safra says a question from the following. Rosh Loshem, what, uh, what happens if uh, the uh, three members of the court, over here we're talking about a Beisden to declare the new moon, and the, all three members of the Beisden saw the new moon outside. So uh, what do you do? Uh, the, you, you don't have any other witnesses, you just have the three say. Sometimes uh, there was a time when there, it was illegal to, to declare the new moon, and so they, uh, the, the judges would go themselves uh, privately to, to set up the new moon. So there's no witnesses there. So what if they were the only ones there? So what do you do? So So what they do is the following. Two of the members of the court, they leave the judge seats. And you get two other people to sit in with the third judge. And these two judges turn into witnesses and say, we saw the new moon. And then they declare the new moon. Now, why? Because the one judge isn't enough, and the other ones uh, over there uh, testify. The Isaka died. Three people total? Uh, no, there they, they were only three people that saw the new moon. And two of them are the. the uh, and and the, all three that saw the new moon were judges. Right. And so two of them unjudge themselves. And you put someone else in the chair, and then those two testify they saw the new moon in front of the... Uh, you only of the, need one judge. Or, right, that's right. Or two others, two other non-judges are now going to sit in their place. Correct, that's right. Oh, there's still two reasons. Yes. Okay, got it. Yeah. Yeah, now, so the question is, if a judge can be a witness, why do you got to do the musical chairs over here? Let them sit where they are, and say, okay, we all saw the new moon. Why does the judge have to go on the witness stand? He says, you know, that bothered me too. I was also wondering that. I asked Rav Yitzchak and Rav Yitzchak asked Rav They all asked that question. And he said, He says, well, when it comes to the laws of the new moon, that's Minatora. You know, when, when it's going to be Yantuf, that's Minatora. Vikim Sharis, whereas just confirming a document is Durabanan. It could be for confirming a document, we're not so strict. This concept of a judge turning into a witness, uh, it could be it's debatable. And so when it comes to Torah, this is something we always find. When it comes to Torah law, we don't take any chances. We go, we're strict. We do something that's going to be good 100%. When it comes to rabbinic law, uh, maybe we're not so strict. All right, Baba, you know, we'll stop here at the three lines from the bottom.